the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. And alcohol and, and drugs are not helpful to me as a servant of Jesus Christ. And so I use my freedom in Christ to refrain. Having freedom in Christ means having the freedom to say no. Having freedom in Christ is the freedom to live without it. That's what freedom in Christ is. Today's culture teaches us that we should do what we want. You're allowed. Go ahead. Just do it. This mentality actually disguises harm. In Christ, we have the freedom to not engage in these behaviors, to say no. This way, we can serve Him better. Today, Pastor Dan will encourage clarifying the priest's job during this age when Christ sets up His kingdom. He reminds us also that they lead by example. Think of ministry simply as spending time with Jesus. It's meant to be a blessing, not a burden. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 44, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Levites in Ezekiel's day, they went astray into idolatry. But the Levites, I want you to see this and note this, the Levites are not disqualified completely from ministry because of their sin. They're not out. Romans chapter 11 says the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. They still get to serve and minister, but their ministry is limited. It's limited. You know, when we sin, there is forgiveness through Jesus Christ, but that sin can have lasting consequences. Yes, there's forgiveness. Yes, the blood of Jesus Christ washes away all of our sins, but your sin can limit you in the future. For the Levites, they're not disqualified, but their consequence for going astray from the Lord and leading the congregation of Israel astray, their consequence is during the kingdom age, the Levites will do the menial tasks in the temple, including serving as gatekeepers and caretakers. And it says slaying you know, the animal sacrifices for the people. And verse 11, the end of verse 11 They'll stand before the people to minister to them. Serving, listen, listen, serving the people and ministering to the people is part of their consequence. (laughs) It's part of their punishment, if you will, for their iniquity. And you might be thinking, "I, I don't get it. How is that possibly a consequence? Well, in contrast to the sons of Zadok, in verse 15, look at verse 15. 
But the priests, the Levites, the sons of Zadok, who kept charge of my sanctuary when the children of Israel went astray from me, they shall come near me to minister to me, and they shall stand before me to offer to me the fat and the blood, says the Lord God. They shall enter my sanctuary, and they shall come near my table to minister to me, and they shall keep my charge. The sons of Zadok did not go astray. They remained faithful to the Lord, faithful to his commands, even while everyone else was going astray. That means it's possible to stay faithful to the Lord even when everyone else is not. And because of their faithfulness, the sons of Zadok, they get to stand before the Lord God and minister to him. The Levites who went astray, they have to stand before the people and minister to the people. The sons of Zadok who were faithful to the Lord, they get to stand before the Lord and minister to the Lord. Standing before people and ministering to them is punishment compared to standing before the Lord and ministering to the Lord. You know what this shows us? This shows us that our ministry to the Lord is much more valuable than our ministry for the Lord. Our ministry to the Lord is much more valuable than our ministry for the Lord. Our ministry to the Lord should take priority over our ministry for the Lord. And what does it mean to minister to the Lord? It means simply to spend time with the Lord. Just to be with Him in prayer and worship and reading your Bible and just spending time with the Lord and ministering to Him. That's more important than anything you do for the Lord. If you remember the New Testament and the Gospel of Luke, the story of Martha and Mary, and they have this big dinner party, and Martha was running around trying to serve everyone at the dinner. And it says of Martha that she was distracted with much serving. Serving sometimes can distract us from the one we serve, Jesus Christ. And while Martha was trying to serve everyone, remember Mary, she just sat down at the feet of Jesus and just listened to what he was saying And Jesus said, Mary has chosen what is better. It's better to sit before the Lord than to serve the Lord. Now, I say that and don't like don't everybody quit serving uh, in our children's ministry and stuff. Like, I don't want everybody to say, hey, I'm not going to I'm done quitting. No, I mean, there's a balance there, but. The priority should be sitting before the Lord and ministering to the Lord, not ministering for the Lord. In the kingdom age, the sons of Zadok, they will have the better thing. They will stand before the Lord and serve him instead of serving the people like the rest of the Levites. Verse 17 says, And it shall be, whenever they enter the gates of the inner court, that they shall put on linen garments, No wool shall come upon them while they minister within the gates of the inner court or within the house. They shall have linen turbans on their heads and linen trousers on their bodies. They shall not clothe themselves with anything that causes sweat. This is real practical stuff about ministry. The sons of Zadok were to wear linen as they ministered to the Lord. They were not to wear anything that might make them sweat while ministering. 
Ministry is supposed to be a blessing, not a burden. It's to be a blessing, not a burden. We, we shouldn't be working up a sweat trying to make things happen in our own strength, in our own ability, striving in our flesh. Jesus said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. You know, we, when we used to have bulletins before the pandemic and we handed out bulletins to people, we always had Zechariah 4.6 printed on our bulletin from the very first Sunday of our church. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. We don't serve the Lord in our own might or our own power or our own strength or our own resources. We're stressed out and exhausted and drained all the time physically and mentally. Ministering should be a work of the spirit and life-giving. Not sweat-inducing, but life-giving. He tells them in verse 19, the sons of Zadok, when they go out to the outer court, to the outer court of the people where the people are, they shall take off their garments in which they have ministered. When they, the garments they wore when they went into the presence of the Lord in the Holy of Holies, as they come out to go out to the court where all the people are, they're to take those garments off and leave them in the holy chambers and put on other garments. And in their holy garments, they shall not sanctify the people we talked about this last week, the sons of Zadok, were to take off their priest's garments when they went out of the sanctuary and were among the people, which speaks of humility. You know, there's a Pharisee in each one of us that wants people to notice how spiritual we are. And we want people to be impressed by us and how spiritual we are. And sometimes people will advertise their spirituality and they package it in, in, in something that sounds spiritual, but really they're just trying to impress you with how spiritual they are. So they'll say things like, you know, I get up each morning and four o'clock in the morning and pray. And this morning at four in the morning when I was praying, uh, the Lord showed me. And what are you doing? You're sitting there thinking, you get up at four in the morning every day to pray? I can do that for like two days and that's it. You're doing it every day. You're so spiritual. <laughs> right? And what does the Lord say? The Lord says, don't wear your holy garments to impress others. Humility. You know, pray in secret. Your Father in heaven sees and knows. That should be good enough. Now look at verse 20. They shall neither shave their heads... Nor let their hair grow long, but they shall keep their hair well trimmed. Because of verse 20, I got a haircut this week. I read that, and I, thought, oh, I need to get a haircut. And what is he doing here? He's giving us, he's, God is giving standards and regulations for the priests that will serve in the temple during the kingdom age here on the earth. And these regulations have application for us because Peter says we're a royal priesthood. In Revelation, it says that God has made us kings and priests unto God. And, and so what he says here, it does have some practical application for us. And we're not legalists about these things. We're under grace, of course, but there's practical wisdom in what he says here when it comes to serving the Lord. Now, he's talking about moderation in verse 20 and your appearance 
Verse 21, he says, no priest shall drink wine when he enters the inner court. Again, this is practical wisdom as kings and priests, as a royal priesthood, and we have a desire to serve the Lord. If you want to be an effective servant of Jesus Christ, you shouldn't drink alcohol or do drugs. I have to say that now because drugs have been made legal and and many drugs have become permissible. But if you want to serve the Lord, you really shouldn't drink alcohol or take drugs. You know, one of the qualifications of an elder, a pastor in the New Testament, is that they cannot be given to alcohol. Again, this is not, it's not legalism. It's just practical wisdom. We'll return to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. If you've enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m., I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. To find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. That website again is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message. Proverbs 31 says, It is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings... We've been made kings and priests. It's not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes intoxicating drink, lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the justice of all the afflicted. Alcohol, of course, you know, it impairs your judgment. And I shouldn't do anything that might impair my judgment and hinder my ability to serve the Lord and be a witness for Jesus Christ. Ephesians 5 says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And in the Greek there, it means be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. Be under the influence of the Holy Spirit, not under the influence of alcohol or drugs. Again, it's not legalism. I'm not saying a Christian is not allowed to ever touch alcohol. I'm just saying that if I want to serve the Lord, if I want to be a witness for Him, if I want Him to use my life, it's better for me not to drink. It's better for me not to do drugs. You know, listen, the Bible says, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. And alcohol and and drugs are not helpful to me as a servant of Jesus Christ. And so... I use my freedom in Christ to refrain. Having freedom in Christ means having the freedom to say no. Having freedom in Christ is the freedom to live without it. That's what freedom in Christ is. Usually people will flip that and say, I'm free in Christ. I'm free. If I want it, I'm free. But freedom in Christ means you're free from it. You're not under the power of it. And so you are free to say no to it. So he goes on, verse 22. They shall not take as a wife a widow or a divorced woman, but take virgins of the descendants of the house of Israel or widows of priests. You know, it's interesting. These are the same regulations regarding marriage, even drinking and that kind of thing. 
that are found in the Old Testament and Leviticus for the Old Testament priests. That's those same regulations will be instituted during the kingdom age. And verse 23, and they shall teach my people the difference between the holy and the unholy and cause them to discern between the unclean and the clean. Again, there will be people that survive the tribulation period that go into the kingdom age. They will not be in their glorified bodies. They will be born again, but they will not be in their glorified bodies resurrected bodies. And so the responsibility of the priest, verse 23, one of the fundamental duties of the priest is to teach the people the difference between holy and unholy, clean and unclean. And again, we're a royal priesthood. We're kings and priests. And this is one of the fundamental responsibilities that we have is to teach people the difference between holy and unholy. Something that's clean and unclean. And for me, as a pastor, I believe the best way for me to do that is to take you through the Word of God. And as you go through the Word of God, you will start to think biblically. It will train your mind to think biblically. And you will be able to recognize on your own what is clean and what is unclean. So verse 24, he goes on, In controversies, they shall stand as judges and judge it according to my judgments. They shall keep my law and my statutes and all my appointed meetings, and they shall hollow my Sabbath. So in controversies or disputes or disagreements or questions, the priests will give counsel and serve as judges, and they were to judge according to God's judgment. Again, good practical advice for us. When you're counseling somebody, give them the word of God. Don't give them your opinion. Give them the word of God. And at the end of verse 24, again, he says of the priests, they shall keep my laws and my statutes, all my appointed meetings. They shall hollow my Sabbaths. Priests shall lead by example. It wasn't a matter of do what they say, but don't do what they do. The priests and the kingdom will exhibit a godly life for the people. As the Apostle Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. And we should all desire to be able to say that about ourselves. Follow my example of following Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. We should exhibit it in our lives. Verse 25, they shall not defile themselves by coming near a dead person, only for father or mother, for son or daughter, for brother or unmarried sister. May they defile themselves. After he is cleansed, they shall count seven days for him. So he'll be unclean for seven days. And on the day that he goes to the sanctuary to minister in the sanctuary, he must offer his sin offering in the inner court says the Lord God. So priests should avoid dead things, unless it's your immediate family. And the application for us is we shouldn't be hanging out around spiritually dead people, unless it is to minister to them or to share the gospel with them, to have ministry 
among them, but we shouldn't have fellowship with spiritually dead people or dead things or listen to the Grateful Dead or any of that kind of stuff, right? Just avoid dead things. Again, unless you're ministering to them. Jesus was around sinners, but he was around them to minister to them. And the reason is, is because we'll become defiled. You know, 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, Don't be deceived, bad company corrupts good character. Again, this is just practical wisdom for us. It's, it'll corrupt you. It'll defile you. It's not legalism. It's not saying, oh, you know, Christians aren't allowed to be friends with... No. This, this is just practical wisdom. You're going to get defiled. You're going to get corrupted. Verse 28. And it shall be in regard to their inheritance that I am their inheritance. You shall give them no possession in Israel, for I am their possession. They shall eat the grain offering, the sin offering, the trespass offering. Every dedicated thing in Israel shall be theirs. So the priests in the kingdom age, they will live off of the offerings that people bring to the temple, just as they did in the Old Testament times. Verse 30, the best of all first fruits of any kind and every sacrifice of any kind from all your sacrifices shall be the priests. Also, you shall give to the priests the first of your ground meal to cause a blessing to rest on your house. The priest shall not eat anything, bird or beast that died naturally. It was torn by wild beasts. So we're told in verse 28 that the priests will receive no inheritance. Just as in the Old Testament, the priests received no inheritance in the land when it was originally divided among the tribes, so it will be in the kingdom age. And the reason, part of the reason for this is so that the priests were free to serve the Lord. The priests weren't caught up in their inheritance in this world because they didn't have one. They weren't worried about, you know, what the stock market did today or should they sell their GameStop stock tomorrow or keep it for a couple more days. Or They weren't caught up in all of that. The Lord was their inheritance and they were just kind of free from the cares of this world. They could serve the Lord and people brought their offerings to the temple and they lived off of the offerings that people brought and, and so they were free from the cares of of this world. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says to us, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Our treasure and our inheritance is not in this world. Our treasure is in heaven. Our inheritance is Jesus Christ and being with him in heaven. We should set our heart on things above where Christ is, not on things of this world, because where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. Now, that doesn't mean we don't save for retirement and we're not good stewards of the money that we make and that kind of thing. But we don't want to be consumed with the cares of this world and this life because... Heaven's our home, and God is our inheritance. And if our treasure is in heaven, your heart will be also. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. 
We're so glad you tuned in to hear today's edition of Ring of Truth as we continue our verse-by-verse study through the book of Ezekiel together. If you'd like to hear this message again or more from Pastor Dan, feel free to visit our website at calvaryec.com. You can listen to and download a wide range of previous broadcasts or simply subscribe to our podcast. Sometimes life can get busy, and when it gets busy, it can be hard to find the time to dig deeper into the Bible for ourselves. At Ring of Truth, we've tried to make it a bit easier for you. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you go. This way, you'll have encouragement from God's Word throughout the day. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life. So please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. We'd also love to be praying for you. So when you call, feel free to share any prayer requests that are on your heart, and we'd be happy to pray with and for you. Well, that's all we have time for today. Join us next time as Pastor Dan continues teaching verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the book of Ezekiel, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. It's true.